0: welcome to kingdom testimonies it is friday october 8th 2021 Uh, i apologize i did not do one yesterday i had to go to town i had some issues with the new puppy well he's 10 months old but he's a large puppy uh kept escaping from his cage so i had to Basically chain the door shut. This is a, I think he's a yellow lab, well they said he's, he's a lab, so yellow lab with black markings. Um, black shading, like around his nose and his tail and ears. Little on his back, he's got white on his chest. He's a really handsome 10 month old. But man, is he rambunctious, and I shouldn't have named him Buster, because he busts out of everything I try to put him in. I finally got it figured out. Oh, it's starting to rain. I'm sitting outside with him. I don't yet dare leave him by himself out here, and I don't want to kennel him up all day. So since I do my my recordings, I try to around 9 or so in the morning depending on the weather, depending on what I have to do. So he is sitting beside me and he was sniffing in a hole. So right now he's like snorting a little bit, hoping it's not kennel cough, but he's got all of his vaccinations and we're just enjoying a light rain underneath the awning on the front of the cabin. So one thing I don't like is he's trying to dig up my new shrubs and so I have to watch him like a hawk. Um, but he's a very good boy. Other than that when I go inside he sits in front of the door, waits for me to come out. Um, he, he just really is a very good boy. You chews on everything I pick up or put down. I'm always chewing up the piece of carpet I gave for him to lay on, but I don't care. Okay, let's get started. 4 Ezra, 745. So if you hear these noises in the background, that's what it is. He even tried to chew on my binder here, but I don't let him chew on everything. 4 Ezra, 745. So um, we left off with the most high will say to the nations that have been raised from the dead, look now and understand whom you have denied, whom you have not served, whose commandments you have despised. Look on this side and on that. Here are delight and rest, and there are fire and torments. He will speak to them on the day of judgment, a day of no sun, moon, stars, cloud, lightning, no darkness, evening, morning, no summer, spring, heat, winter, frost, cold, rain. So remember all that. It will last for about a week of years. This is my judgment, and it's prescribed order, and to you alone have I shown these things. That's where we left off. If there's a lot of noise in the background, I apologize. The rain has stopped. Okay. And I answered and said, O sovereign Lord, I said then and I say now, Blessed are those who are alive and keep thy commandments. But what of those for whom I prayed? For who among the living is there that has not sinned? Or who among men that has not transgressed thy covenant? And now I see that the world to come will bring delight to few but torments to many. For an evil heart has grown up in, the, in us, which has alienated us from God, and has brought us into corruption in the ways of death, and has shown us the paths of perdition, and removed us far from life. And that not just a few of us, but almost all who have been created, Don't eat the rug. Spit it out. You can chew on it, just don't eat it. No, no. Spit that out. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. And he answered me and said, Listen to me, Ezra, and I will instruct you, and I will admonish you yet again. Okay. For this reason the Most High has made not one world, but two. For whereas you have said that the righteous are not many, but few... While the ungodly abound, hear the explanation for this. So the Most High has made not one world, but two. This, the, the afterlife world, I'm assuming. So is that what it was talking about is, is the uh, different worlds? Possibly. <clears throat> For whereas you have said that the righteous are not many but few, while the ungodly abound, hear the explanation for this. If you have just a few precious stones, will you add to them lead and clay? I said, Lord, how could that be? And he said to me, not only that, but ask the earth, and she will tell you. Defer to her, and she will declare it to you. Say to her, you produce gold and silver and brass, and also iron and lead and clay. But silver is more abundant than gold, and brass than silver, and iron than brass, and lead than iron, and clay than lead. Judge therefore which things are precious and desirable those that are abundant or those that are rare. I said, O sovereign Lord, what is plentiful is of less worth, for what is more rare is more precious. He's alluding to the wicked and the righteous. The righteous are less plentiful, like gold. Uh, He answered me and said, Weigh within yourself what you have thought. For he who has what is hard to get rejoices more than he who has what is plentiful. So it makes me think of the, the widow who lost a coin. That parable... You know, you will seek for righteousness because it's more rare. And the rewards for the righteous is is there, but but the torment for the wicked there's more of just because of how much more wicked there are. So also will be the judgment which I have promised, for I will rejoice over the few who shall be saved, because it is they who have made my glory to prevail now and through them my name has now been honored and that's what we're here for to bring glory to him and i will not grieve over the multitude of those who perish for it is they who are now like a mist and are similar to a flame and smoke they are set on fire and burn hotly and are extinguished <clears throat> extinguished means totally gone and there is a guy I use I have his writings, they're free on the internet, uh, Preston EB, EBY. He believes that revelations is for the most part all spiritual, more spiritual than it is physical. And this is just what I've read so far. I've read quite a bit of his stuff, so I, I don't cla- declare, I don't claim to know. Um, his whole view on everything but he believes that the wicked are eventually extinguished they're done away with Um, you know so hell is only for so long of a time like if you burn something it turns to ash it's it's not that oh the rain's getting kind of loud i hope that's not distracting So that's what he believes. Like, hell is not forever. Uh, might have to put this on pause until we... Until the uh, big raindrops stop. Sorry about that, phone fell. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was... That was a little bit of a soaker. Um i I have a gutter off the awning i have to redo it <clears throat> it's too low so i want to cut it off higher and put a barrel underneath it or at least a five gallon bucket because every time it rains i get well at least five gallons from the house roof and the awning it's not drinkable rainwater, it's just for the plants in the yard, but um, <clears throat> the way it is now I have to keep getting up and emptying, emptying the bowl. But that was a nice rain. That lasted for probably about 20 minutes, enough for me to go put on a pot of coffee and and enjoy some. Okay, so we left off. And I will not grieve over the multitude of those who perish, for it is they who are now like a mist and are similar to a flame and smoke. They are set on fire and burn hotly and are extinguished. I replied and said, O earth, what have you brought forth? If the mind is made out of the dust, like the other created things. For it would have been better if the dust itself had not been born, so that the mind might not have been made from it. He's acknowledging that Adam's not only body, but his mind made from the... uh, from the earth, but now the mind grows with us and therefore we are tormented because we perish and know it. So it's this same uh, mindset, I guess you could say, where he said earlier the idea of, of the, uh, the evil mind growing up from Adam. And I don't see it now, but anyway, let the human race lament, but let the beasts of the field be glad. Let all who have been born lament, but let the four-footed beasts and the flocks rejoice, for it is much better with them than with us, for they do not look for a judgment, nor do they know of any torment or salvation promised to them after death. For what does it profit us that we shall be preserved alive? but cruelly tormented for all who have been born are involved in iniquities and are full of sins and burdened with transgressions and if we were not to come into judgment after death perhaps it would have been better for us he answered me and said when the most high made the world and Adam and all who have come from him he first prepared the judgment and the things that pertain to the judgment and now understand from your own words, for you have said that the mind grows with us. For this reason, therefore, those who dwell on earth shall be tormented, because they, though they had understanding, they committed iniquity, and though they received the commandments, they did not keep them. And though they obtained the law, they dealt unfaithfully with what they received. What then will they have to say in the judgment, or how will they answer in the last times? For how long? The time is that the Most High has been patient with those who inhabit the world, and not for their sake, but because of the times which he has foreordained. And that's what my blog was on yesterday. That's another reason why I didn't do a podcast yesterday on Thursdays, because that's the day I write my blog on WordPress, um, Professing Christians. I had done the blog yesterday on the Lord's patience and long-suffering and how that's one of the fruits of the Spirit that we have to develop into ourselves. Um, so how long the time is that the Most High has been patient with those who inhabit the world, not for their sake, but because of the times which he has foreordained. There is this idea that it's it's like for he's saying, what prophet does it that we should be preserved alive but cruelly tormented? But either the Most High or the angel who's speaking for him, is saying that there is a time. How will they answer in the last times? There is, uh, let's see. It's, uh, he's making it clear that there is a time ordained already. So he has been patient, but because of the time, you know, he, he, Is also love, and that's why he must judge. If you love your child, you're not going to let them go play in the street. That's the idea. I answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O Lord, show this also to thy servant whether after death, or as soon as every one of us yields up his soul, we shall be kept in rest until those times come when thou wilt renew the creation, or whether we shall be tormented at once. Now we already know from scripture that there is a rest that is set apart for the saints he answered me and said i will show you that also but do not be associated with those who have shown scorn nor number yourself among those who are tormented for you have a treasure of works laid up with the Most High, but it will not be shown to you until the last times. Now concerning death, the teaching is... <clears throat> I believe he means the, the works, you know, the deeds that he has uh, completed. No, 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 just a minute. Okay, he chewed the plastic squeaker out of his toy and he was about to swallow it and it's the size of a it's large like it barely fits in the palm of my hand why they would do that in a dog toy i don't know okay let's find our place for you have a treasure of works laid up with the most high but it will not be shown to you until the last times now concerning death the teaching is when the decisive decree has gone forth from the most high that a man shall die as the spirit leaves the body to return again to him who gave it First of all, it adores the glory of the Most High. We cannot help but adore His glory. It's, we can't help it. He created us, and that's exactly what we'll do, whether we're righteous or wicked. And if it is one of those who have shown scorn and have not kept the way of the Most High and have despised His law and who have hated those who fear God... Such spirits shall not enter into habitations, but shall immediately wander about in torments, ever grieving and sad, in seven ways. The first way, because they have scorned the law of the Most High. The second way, because they cannot now make a good repentance that they may live. The third way, they shall see the reward laid up for those who have trusted the covenants of the Most High. The fourth way, they shall consider the torment laid up for themselves in the last days. The fifth way, they shall see how the habitations of the others are guarded by angels in profound quiet. Ooh, I got a mind picture on that one. The sixth way, they shall see how some of them will pass over into torments. The seventh way, which is worse than all the ways that have been mentioned, because they shall utterly waste away in confusion, and be consumed with shame, and shall wither with fear at seeing the glory of the Most High, before whom they sinned while they were alive, and before whom they are to be judged in the last times. So everyone is held. Those who have scorned and not followed the Lord will be held for judgment until the last times. Now this is the order of those who have kept the ways of the Most High when they shall be separated from their mortal body. Okay, this is a good part. During the time that they lived in it, they laboriously served the Most High and withstood danger every hour that they might keep the law of the lawgiver perfectly. The danger withstood is not only physical, but it is spiritual. That's, I just made that comment. The spiritual danger of course, is demonic activity and influence constantly looking to get at us. All right, verse 90, Therefore this is the teaching concerning them. First of all, they shall see with great joy the glory of him who received them. For they shall have rest in seven orders. The first order, because they have striven with great effort to overcome the evil thought which was formed with them, that it might not lead them astray from life and to death. Remember the scriptures that say, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ? That's the one I think goes with that one. Okay, the second order, because they see the perplexity in which the souls of the ungodly wander, and the punishment that awaits them. The third order, they see the witness, which he who formed them bears concerning them that while they were alive, they kept the law which was given them in trust. The fourth order, they understand the rest, which they now enjoy being gathered into their chambers and guarded by angels in profound quiet and the glory which awaits them in the last days. Oh, that's a restful thought. Um. Is it John 14 where he says, I go to prepare a place for you or a mansion for you? I think the other meaning behind that is chamber. Let me see. Okay, when he says, I go to prepare a place for you, it is a primary, or it's a spot, a space limited by occupancy, um, a location, position, condition, opportunity, scabbard, quarter rock room it doesn't say a chamber but that's kind of the idea that i that i got from it and maybe the references from that particular word in the strongs would would gleam more off of that okay <clears throat> And that is for the fourth order. The fifth order, they rejoice that they have now escaped what is corruptible and shall inherit what is to come. And besides, they see the straits and toil from which they have been delivered and the spacious liberty which they are to receive and enjoy in immortality. Ah, so cool. The sixth order, when it is shown to them how their face is to shine like the sun. Think Daniel 12 and how they are to be made like the light of the stars, being incorruptible from then on. Definitely, Daniel. This, uh, chapter 12. The seventh order, which is greater than all that have been mentioned, because they shall rejoice with boldness, and shall be confident without confusion, and shall be glad without fear. For they hasten to behold the face of him whom they served in life. And from whom they are to receive their reward when glorified if we suffer with him we will be glorified with him this all lines up with the new testament old testament very cool i answered and said will time therefore be given to the souls after they have been separated from the bodies to see what you have described to me he said to me, they shall have freedom for seven days so that during these seven days they may see the things of which you have been told and afterward they shall be gathered in their habitations. I wonder if that's the millennial time, question mark? Don't know. <clears throat> seven days, seven years, 7,000 years. Don't know. Seven just means a time of completion. A day is like a 1,000 years in the Lord okay he's just totally destroying this chew toy and it is made of like the toughest material okay Um, I answered and said if I found favor in thy sight show further to me thy servant whether on the day of judgment the righteous will be able to intercede for the ungodly or to entreat the Most High for them, fathers for sons or sons for parents, brothers for brothers, relatives for their kinsmen, or friends for those who are most dear. He answered me and said, Since you have found favor in my sight, I will show you this also. The day of judgment is decisive and displays to all the seal of truth. Just as now a father does not send his son, or a son his father, or a master, his servant, or a friend, his dearest friend, to be ill or sleep or eat or be healed in his stead. So no one shall ever pray for another on that day. Neither shall any one lay a burden on another. For then everyone shall bear his own righteousness and unrighteousness. So <clears throat> that's very interesting because after we pass from this life, Um, neither can we pray for another, nor can that other person place their burden on us. Praying is, is being burdened for someone while in the body. So that's, that makes perfect sense to me. All right. Verse 106. And I answered and said, how then do we find that first Abraham prayed for the people of Sodom and Moses for our fathers who sinned in the desert and Joshua after him for Israel in the days of Acon, and Samuel in the days of Saul and David for the plague, and Samuel for those in the sanctuary, <clears throat> and Elijah for those who received the rain, and for the one who was dead that he might live, and Hezekiah for the people in the days of Sennacherib, and how other many others prayed for many. If therefore the righteous have prayed for the ungodly now, when corruption has increased and unrighteousness has unrighteousness. Has multiplied, why will it not be so then as well? He answered me and said, This present world is not the end. The full glory does not abide in it. Therefore, those who were strong prayed for the weak. But the day of judgment will be the end of this age and the beginning of the immortal age to come, in which corruption has passed away, sinful indulgence has come to an end, unbelief has been cut off and righteousness has increased, and truth has appeared. Therefore, no one will then be able to have mercy on him who has been condemned in the judgment, or to harm him who is victorious. I answered and said, This is my first and last word, that it it would have been better if the earth had not produced Adam, or else when it had produced him had restrained him from sinning. For what good is it to all they that live in sorrow now and expect punishment after death? O Adam, what have you done? For though it was you who sinned, the fall was not yours alone, but ours also, who are your descendants. For what good is it to us if an eternal age has been promised to us, but we have done deeds that bring death? And what good is it that an everlasting hope has been promised to us, but we have miserably failed? Or that safe and healthful habitations have been reserved for us, but we have lived wickedly. Or that the glory of the Most High will defend those who have led a pure life, but we have walked in the most wicked ways. I'm going to interrupt him there because now he's seeing that his country of Israel has been banished and captured because of their wickedness. So he's thinking all of his people are going to go to torment. Uh, Verse 123, Or that a paradise should be revealed, whose fruit remains unspoiled, and in which are abundance and healing, but we shall not enter it, because we have lived in unseemly places. He's probably wondering, well then who are the righteous, if it is not God's chosen? Verse 125, Or that the faces of those who practice self-control shall shine more than the stars. But our faces shall be blacker than darkness, for while we lived and committed iniquity, we did not consider that we, what we should suffer after death. Okay, now remember that um, Ezra is part of the Zadokite priesthood, the righteous. Um, so likely he is thinking there is some of us who are righteous, and maybe he's considering the remnant among whom he's now living, because God reserved a remnant. Okay. Um, and now it's going to be one short section of the Lord answering, and we'll stop after that. He answered and said, this is the meaning of the contest, which every man who is born on earth shall wage, that if he is defeated, he shall suffer what you have said. But if he is victorious, he shall receive what I have said. For this is the way of which Moses, while he was alive, spoke to the people saying, choose for yourself life that you may live but they did not believe him or the prophets after him or even myself who have spoken to them therefore there shall not be grief at their destruction so much as joy over those to whom salvation is assured and we will stop right there um <clears throat> I just looked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine verses till the next chapter. If you don't mind. I would rather just read those. It's it's easier. Keeping track. Okay. And then Ezra answered and said, I know, O Lord, that the most high is now called merciful because he has mercy on those who have not yet come into the world. And gracious because he is gracious to those who turn in repentance to his law. And patience because he shows patience toward and patient because he shows patience toward those who have sinned since they are his own works. Remember, as long as they are living, they still have a chance to repent. And bountiful because he would rather give than take away, and abundant in compassion because he makes his compassions abound more and more to those now living and to those who are gone and to those yet to come. For, he did not, for if he did not make them abound, the world with those who inhabit it would not have life. And he is called giver, because if he did not give out of his goodness so that those who have committed iniquities might be relieved of them, not one ten-thousandth of mankind could have life. And judge, because if he did not pardon those who were created by his word and blot out the multitude of their sins... There would, have probably, there would probably be left only very few of the innumerable multitude. All right. That's where we will stop. And speaking of stop, I might have to take this chew toy away. It appears he's chewing it up and swallowing it. I don't see pieces laying around. This pink pig. And he has gotten into the center. Give me that. Let me look. Where there is a massive, big, well big is massive, ew, I gotta pull this out, okay, the squeak toy from the middle, (laughs) sorry, I know that was loud, that's the size of like a pill bottle, what in the world, well, I can put that inside something else, alright, thanks for hanging with me on this rainy, chilly day. And the noise and the squeaking in the dog and all of this stuff I have to deal with. But times go on. (sighs) Okay, well, I pray you all have a blessed Friday and a blessed weekend. Um, I hope the weather is good where you are. I hope you're enjoying the beautiful fall colors. This time of year, I'm from Minnesota. This time of year was like the, this like week, was like the most absolute typically most absolute beautiful time of year with the fall changing colors I really miss it um, <clears throat> for any of you who might be from up there I know I have a small audience right now but in the future anyone who listens to this from the Malak Lake area in Minnesota oh absolutely beautiful I have a picture from when I visited there with the kids when they were little, what, 20 years ago, 30 maybe even years ago, 25 years ago, um, they were just little tots, and I took pictures that, in the day those days when you had to have them developed, there was a grove of trees over by Bemidji and Malak Lake area where it was purple, pink, red, orange, brown, green, yellow, pink, purple, yellow. It was just—it's just so breathtakingly beautiful. I wish I was there right now, taking a picture. So anyway, with that uh, wistful thought, I will see you all on Monday for more of 4 Ezra, the apocalyptic book of 4 Ezra. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Be blessed.